if there was ever going to be a time to have kids in the in in the marriage, I think it was going to be at the beginning. Wow. Because we were both too stupid. <laughs> we were both so just like idealistic and whatever. Yeah. And then imagine if we had had the kids. Oh my God. We would have we been divorced. Died. We would have just. Ooh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> we would have just been divorced. That kid would. That kid would have had not be two okay. households and not be okay. A ton of Christmas gifts. That's what that kid would have. <laughs> Ooh. Or we would have rose rose to the occasion. One of the two. Hey everyone, I'm Halise, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I'm Mr. Halise, and I caught an upper respiratory infection. But it's not the Rona. This is a StumbleWell podcast, a couple that you know, talking about relationships and, and whatnot. Roll the music. Get ready, y'all. There's going to be a lot of cuts because he actually really is sick. And we are trying out a new setup. So it is what it is on this episode. Ooh, might sound great. I thought you were going to take cough medicine. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. This is me on cough medicine. Oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) So what's one thing you're worried about that you haven't told me about in the past week? It's a great question. I think the thing I'm worried about right now is if it is wasted energy to write a full pilot of the show. Ooh. Do you want to go into that or are we just saying, are we just saying what it is? Sure. We can talk about it for like a second. So right now, Evelyn and I are in the process of rewriting the show. You know, yesterday we had our super long writer's room meeting. Yep. Actually it was really productive. It was a really good meeting. But yeah, her and I have been working on the show in some iteration, form or fashion since the beginning of 2021, if not actually 2020, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And... I don't know, man. It's just hard. It's just hard to get something off the ground or just to get people to look at it or, yeah, just to get something going. And so it's not really on the creativity side. If I, I wonder if it's worth it. It's more just about like, okay, do I actually have enough connections in the industry or can I find where those connections are to then get this pilot in front of those people? What does that look like? You know? So, Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. And I don't want to potentially waste Evelyn's time or my time writing the pilot if this first idea was really just meant to be a first idea and I should actually be working on the next thing now. I think, just to put it in creative terms that I can understand, I think having written a story try to submit it to a couple of publications and then put it on the podcast, try to put it as a reprint, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's fine. It's not wasted effort. If you're just retweaking the idea to try to repackage it and send it back out there. I yeah. think if it doesn't have any traction, it's like what everyone says. It's not that it's a bad idea. It's just not the right time. Like the right number of eyes haven't seen it or, or whatever. So maybe in a couple of years it'll pick up steam or maybe after you've sold a couple shows it'll you know maybe have legs yeah but i think you're just trying to evelyn has invested the time you're you have the time to invest and she does too and so you're both just 
reworking, repackaging it, putting it back out there. It's not going to take much more time. We're not talking about six months of writing. No, we don't have we don't have six months of writing. We need to hit that deadline. Yeah, if anything, this so. is it's perfect. Like it's self contained. There's a there's a self imposed or not even self imposed, but there's a deadline where yeah. you can't expend any more energy beyond it. Yeah. I think it's it's a little. Ideally, you would have a little bit more time, give a little bit more grace, but I don't I don't think that's I don't think it's a problem. Okay. Anyway, that was was bothering me. What's bothering you? What has worried you this week that you have not told me about? It's all the same, like, just like a slightly different flavor or variation of all the things. Okay. I I mean, ooh, okay. Just open, just peeled open my brain and I'm just plucking one out. Um, Worried about money. Oh. With with a potential move. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Worried about money. Worried if I should be making money. Again, it's just the same neuroses just popping up with a different, with like a mustache. Yeah. It's like, you're the same one from like six months ago. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I've got a mustache. I've got a really bad Italian (laughs) accent and a bit of a mustache. Yeah. So that's a good, interesting point. Yeah. So we're thinking about moving to Atlanta next year. Yep. For career things to see if that helps. So. Probably talk about that in a podcast episode eventually, <laughs> but that's what he's talking about when he's like, "Oh, move." Oh, oh I was trying to like be gray about it because I wasn't sure. I'm gonna start telling him about stuff. So thank you for reiterating that. Uh, yeah. So, is there enough money? Should I pick up seasonal work? I don't feel like going back to the hospital. Yeah. Um, listening to Glenn and Yvette's podcast from two weeks ago. Sure. The How Married Are You podcast on the t- on the subject of. Should you tell your spouse it's time to give up their dream or to stop chasing their dream? That's a really good episode, by the way. Um, it's fun. Go check out their podcast after you listen to this one. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, really fun episode. I uh, felt like he was talking about me. Oh, no. Not, was he? Not personally, but I I'm just saying, like, wow, should... this, is, this is hitting. This is hitting a little too. I mean, you could just text him and close. ask him, like, Glenn, were you talking about me? <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, you take inspiration from everyday life. I, I do, think it's definitely. just. I'm. I'm talking about me too. Oh but, yeah. Um. It just. It hit. It hit really close to home. <laughs> and I thought, wow, am I? Am I wasting my time? Should I be doing something else? <laughs> uh. And then I again, just it's the spiral. So it's like just a little another gradation of the spiral. Today, I I went on to some of the publications that I've submitted stories to in the past, and. I'm just rereading their work just to see like, okay, so what are you, what are you actually publishing? Yeah, sure. And one of the first ones that I read, I was like, oh my God, what, what? This is what? What Felt kind of. What is this Nightmare Before Christmas type of, I was like, you're publishing this? And I went somewhere else and I was like, you're publishing this? Why can't I get these published? I don't know. Interesting. Granted, my stories aren't that great. (laughs) They are great. Go listen to How Does This End? (laughs) Um... I'm just leaning in a little too hard, but it's like, if I feel like I'm writing decent stories and then this is the quality of work that they're publishing, then why aren't they accepting my stuff? Because you don't know whoever you need to know. Over the past week, that's just... All the things. Yeah. Ah, being an artist. Ah, being a creative. Ah. Anyway, Mm. that's what's been bothering us this week that we hadn't told each other about. Now the episode topic. Now what we have told each other about... (laughs) Beep 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 be
Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of the StumbleWell podcast. If you're new here, a few quick announcements uh, and then we'll get back to the conversation. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like and comment down below. Generally just engage with the episode because that really helps with algorithms and putting it in front of more eyes and growth. Subscribe if you haven't already. Trying to get to 100K on this channel, man. Like I'm at 90K right now. And it's like really annoying. So if you could just subscribe, that would be great. I want a play button. I want one. Wherever you're listening to us though, if you're listening to us, please rate us on that platform. Five stars is preferred, but constructive criticism is always appreciated. If you want to take things a step further, if you want early access to these episodes, as well as access to just a lot of other extra stuff. Or bonus content. Or bonus content, because yeah, we're trying to put more bonus content out of the podcast. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Consider joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash Halise. There you get early access to these video podcasts as well as early access to any other content that goes out on the YouTube channel. It's a good time. Oh, and the Patreon has merch now. Anyway, with that, let's get back to this podcast episode. All right, so picture this. Mr. Halise is doing research for a podcast episode, right? I'm sitting at the table behind us eating probably breakfast, I think. I think I was eating breakfast. And I had just come back from a run. And I'm enjoying my breakfast. It's nice. And then Mr. Elise comes in and he's like, there are people in the world that daydream about their husbands dying. Spouses, Spouse, really. Yeah, spouse. They daydream about their spouses dying. And they daydream about that. Isn't that weird? And I looked at him and I said, no. <laughs> That's not weird. I've done that. <laughs> and then he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I've daydreamed about you dying before. And he was like, I want to ask more questions, but I'm going to stop. But also I'm scared, but I'm going to stop asking questions. And we need to report, record a podcast episode about this. But so I, here we are. Having read the first paragraph of the article in question. Yeah. And I was like, okay. She's gotten a little bit more insight on what I was talking about. Yeah. And you still said, yeah, I've, I've done that. Mm -hmm. or, I have an opinion. We should record that. And I'm like, oh, my God. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Ooh. So the subject or phenomenon in question is called the spousal death daydream. Yeah. It's apparently surprisingly common. Yeah. And it involves fantasizing that your spouse or longtime partner will painlessly yeah. and peacefully die thereby freeing you, freeing you <laughs> so from the relationship without putting you through the trouble of splitting up. <laughs> Meaning that you have so little value in the relationship, oh my God. but you don't want to go through the antagonization of the split, right? Yeah. The agony of the split. Sure, sure. That you just wish that they would just go to sleep in the middle of the night and die. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, you know, abusive spouses. Yeah, sure. Abusive. I mean, of, no, no, I'm, no, I'm thinking of course, about yeah. abusive spouses or people that you haven't had sex with for like six months to a year. Just sure. like the connection is not even like anemic. The, the, the connection between the two of you is obliterated. Sure. It's shattered into a thousand pieces, turned from glass back down to sand, and are these tiny little granules spread out over the course of a football field. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you were still saying, yeah, sure. 
And so I'm like, okay, elaborate. Yeah. So I definitely had a period of time where I would daydream about you dying in the beginning of the marriage. Oh, okay. Wow. So it fits that, that mold, but. So because cool. for me going from, and I think for most people, I think going from being not married to married, especially if you didn't live together beforehand, right. you didn't share finances beforehand, like if you, if you went about it the traditionally Christian way in so few words, um, then I think going from being not married to married is just a very jarring experience. And even though you're both coming into it with the best intentions, it is a very swift, like you can't like soft launch marriage, like either you are or you aren't, (laughs) you know? And there's a lot of adjustments that happen in the first year to two years to three of marriage that, yeah, for me, it was just kind of like, did I make the right decision? This is really hard. I don't want this to end, but also like, I wish I had thought about this a little longer. (laughs) And so then the daydreams start. (laughs) So first off, that's debatable. You can live in a relationship without being married. Yeah. For me, I guess my um, indoctrination into traditional Christian values, I never... Like in picture, like I never pictured that for us, really. Right. So what you wanted me to have was a uh, was an amnesia episode. You wanted me to fall asleep, forget about everything, and then we were technically still married, but we would have to be divorced because you can't be married <laughs> to somebody who doesn't who hasn't consented to being in the relationship, right? I mean, newly I, consented. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't think that deep. I, but like, you you wouldn't want me to die. No. You just wanted no. me to be like, oh, okay, and now he li- we can cleave, and then he can go <laughs> off and yeah. grow in that direction. Yeah, I guess that's a better way. No, but I'm talking about dead. Yeah, sure. Dead as a doornail, six feet under the no, ground. I don't... You wanted me dead. You wanted me to fall asleep and die <laughs> and not return as a zombie or a vampire in these Halloween seasons. I definitely had daydreams of you dying, yes. Jesus almighty. (laughs) Cool. I think it's, I don't think it's good (laughs) that I had those daydreams. Audience, take note that the arm is being removed from behind Halise. Go on. I don't think it's good that I had these daydreams. Oh? No, because... Now we're taking good, whether it is good to have them. Got it. Well, no, because I don't think it's good I had these daydreams because it was like I look back on them now and I know it was just because it was hard for me to like adjust to marriage and not because our marriage was even like difficult, like nobody's being abused or anything like that, but just learning to be with someone else in such an intimate way. Like I'm someone who for the most part, if I put forth the effort and try, I get results. And that's been for me with like school or art or just anything. If I actually put forth a real effort, I get positive results back. Mm-hmm. And I think marriage was the first, like one of the first things I ever did where I felt like I was really putting in an effort and I wasn't getting back results. <laughs> Which is also not a mindset you should have in marriage. It should not be tit for tat. <laughs> like That's not how it should work either. So yeah, but a lot of this is the gift of hindsight. Sure. Or it's like, oh yeah, I mean, you can't 
build an entire diorama of the War of 1812 out of Legos on your like as your first project. That should not be your first thing. Right. Your first project is, look, mom made a car. <laughs> or even that. And it's like, oh, I, I set out to do this and then I made this. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, and in hindsight, you're like, yeah, because it's blocky as heck and, you know, it, there's not really any direction. Like, it's, it's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But in the moment, you're like, wow, I can't do anything. I'll, I'll never conceive. Yeah. I'll well, never have babies. Well, it's just kind of like, like marriage. That's the thing about marriage is it shows you all the ways you suck as an individual. Um, and not because you're like a terrible person or anything, but it shows you where you need to grow as a human being. And there's no way around it. And I think most of us, if not all of us, don't want to be shown all the ways that we suck. You know, we want when things start to like, oh, I'm the asshole. Like when things like that happen, you're just like, oh, like you want to leave that kind of environment. But at the same time, you know, the person you're with isn't terrible. So then you're just like, if they could just like not be here <laughs> and then no harm, no foul. You know, <laughs> we, I just start life again, anew, <laughs> just like hard reset. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like with the Mac, how like, if your MacBook starts like being a little wonky or something, you could just hold down the power button and no matter what, just like right after 10 seconds, it shuts off. And it's like, yeah, I want to do that on my life. How do I do that on my life? You know what I mean? I <laughs> That's where it's coming from. After, after talking with you on many occasions and also doing this podcast, I wonder about the effects, good and bad, that I've had on your life. <laughs> It's like, if I had never entered the equation, what would your life look like? Yeah. I, I almost, know. you don't want to have these, these sort of revelations, but uh, like the, it's a wonderful life moment. You don't want to have that moment where you're like, oh, you know what? What would, what would your life be like without me? And then you see the result and you start sweating <laughs> and then the spouse is like wringing their hands and mm. I do deserve, I don't know. I get. I, I do deserve LeBron James. And, all that. and oh I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, got it, got it. I mean, I get where you're going with that. Um, I don't think so. I feel like you've had an overall positive effect on my life. Overall positive. That means 49% negative, 51% positive. That's what I'm hearing. No. Like, I'm not going to, do you want me, I can try to figure out Bare a percent. majority. Oh, my God. I can try to figure out a percentage if you want. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just being. I'm tired and loopy, so you're just like diving deeper into the into the shame. No, I mean that's that's the truth, though. I have definitely, um, I've definitely had that syndrome where I've thought about you dying. But it was like in in the way that the article was talking about of like I just want to start anew and like hard reset. It was at the beginning of the marriage when I felt like I just wasn't very good at being married, and it was like. You remember the first couple of years, it's just really hard. You know? mm-hmm. Well, it's like, yeah, this was isn't what I signed up for. It's yeah. not all idealistic yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I also think, you know, like the Disney movies mess me up. Like, I think the Disney movies mess a lot of, like, cis hetero women. <laughs> it messed us all up a little bit with these Disney movies. And so, yeah, I just or like... Is it is it the cis hetero men not living up to expectations? It's, the, I think it's both. Is, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. But, you know, I think the bar is set ridiculously. And then 
on both sides, it's a mess. But I think all of that played a factor. Now, as we inevitably um, like got stronger in our relationship and I began to allow myself to like be in the relationship more and invest more in you and see the fruits of that investment, you know? Mm. Then I started to daydream about you dying, not because I wanted a hard reset, but because I think it was more of like a defense mechanism of like, oh, I'm realizing how close I am to this person and how much, how just much our existence is like, co- how we, much we coexist together. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be like aware that this person can die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this yeah. person can leave in a very like, not predicted way and then what does that look like for me if that happens I think it's more because I had gone through enough um like watching family members or friends of family die I've been to homegoing ceremonies that where the coffin's about as big as this table and I've gone to where it's six or seven feet long like I've been yeah like a child or a bird I've been at I've been to them at all sizes you know what I mean so that's I think now, like now when I, because I still have them, I still have those daydreams for sure of you dying. Um, but when I have them now, it's more just like, I don't want to call them daydreams. They're more like day nightmares, like daymares. Because mm. it's just like, I just think about that. Like I'm worried about 75-year-old Halise. Because if we believe the statistics, I will outlive you, right? And so I'm like, I don't know what 75-year-old Halise finna do. Yeah, 75-year-old Halise has been sleeping next to Mr. Hollies for like f- over 50 years at this point. Um, what does she do? Like she doesn't even know how to be alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's why when you're telling me, I was like, oh yeah, I have daydreams. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't call them daydreams. They're daymares for sure. But yeah, I, I have run that scenario in my head of like, and I've run that scenario in my head at all stages of my life. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing, but that's what I've done. Like, you haven't thought about that? If I die untimely, untime- in an untimely... If you have an untimely death? Yeah. In an untimely manner? Yeah, what are you finna do? Yeah, you, you just think about all things. Like, you go up to you go up to a bridge, and you look over the side, and every and everybody has that thought of like, wow, what would it be like if I just jumped over? Oh yeah, I've ain't, done no, that. ain't nobody gonna do it, especially no. me. Yeah, when my hands instinctively like clutch at the guide rail, even if you were, I'm like one of those toys. If you were to flip me over the edge, I would just like revolve because my arms and my hands would not let go. Sure. But have I thought of you dying? Sure. I mean, I think everybody does. Um, there are some people. See, that's why I was like, why are you flabbergasted? But not it. I never met the definition of the article. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, there are some people who refuse just to spare themselves. They refuse to think about those things because they they don't want to be uncomfortable. And sure. I feel like a lot of times those people are unprepared in when death does strike them. Right. Because it's you, not an if but when. Yeah, it's like you you have to know at some point. And just like you don't have to have everything planned out, but right. just knowing what the steps are or what you were what you're gonna feel. Yeah, I feel like that's that's fine, that's normal. I wanna say this is why like as a child you play. Like the idea of kids playing and making up scenarios and stuff. Uh-huh. And then there I think there is like I remember reading an article somewhere about like 
kids, when they're playing, they'll often play pretend as if someone has died and do things like that because it's like something you need to prepare for. Like it's almost like hardwired in. Like we have dreams to work, like to help our brain work through whatever we've done for the day or store that memory or like whatever, like synapses he's firing in things. Like I see daydreams, the good and the bad, as an extension of play in a weird way of like, well, let's play the scenario out. Let's pretend the scenario happens. So that way I actually, yeah, know what to do. Sure. I think that's also just part of who you are. Oh. Um, well, I, I mean, it, it's just the way that you play things out. And I think other people are similar to that. I, I don't. I mean, I, I think about it and it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I would, be, I would be very sad. And if it happens in a violent way or, you know, by somebody's hand, and it's like, cool, cool, cool. So everything burns. But specific to the article where the relationship is not ideal or it's not what I pictured and I wanted you to peacefully pass in your sleep. Yeah. No, never happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've ever... You said at the beginning of the marriage. (laughs) I don't know if it's ever been like, and I want them to peacefully Mm. pass in their sleep. Oh, you wanted me to not peacefully pass. I, it was, do, are we, do, does it have to be like that specific though? I guess that's what I'm asking. Cause if you're saying that, then yeah, I guess I haven't done the scenario that they're talking about. Oh, you're killing me. You got, <laughs> that was gold. That was gold at the beginning where it's like, oh yeah. Okay. In my mind, it was, you had experienced something that was like fit in the cookie cutter of that. It has. Yeah. I think. That's fine. Okay. Don't walk it back. All right. <laughs> Because you feel bad or society tells you to feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't. And I don't want you to die peacefully. I want you to suffer. No, I don't feel bad because. I want it to hurt. I don't want to. I don't feel bad because I feel like 11 years has proven that I'm in. So I don't feel bad. Mm. It's not about what you didn't do. It's about what you did. I think. Is it not? Is that not true? You can say you love me if you had an affair. Did you? <laughs> well, that's fair, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then polygamy? <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. I'm just pulling at everything. Oh, okay. Cool. You're still thinking about last episode? I mean, it, it's still... No, I'm, you're just like, well, you had an affair, but did you still love me? And it's like, well, I mean, people believe that you can love many people, apparently. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I'm saying... That love is like a, just a picture book that you can rip out a sticker from and... Give it to everybody. Yeah. So long, do you have a sticker? Love you. Great. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I guess the point I'm making is just like, just because I had daydreams about you dying peacefully doesn't mean I wanted you to die. <laughs> you just wanted me to be out of the picture at some point. Yeah, I guess I'm, so. <laughs> I'm just, don't, there's no guesswork. I know. No, it's right. just, how do you feel? I feel this. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I don't know why you're upset. I'm, I'm the one that you wanted to die. <laughs> I'm not upset. It's more just like this is another moment of like, see, marriage tells you, shows you all the way you're shitty. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. It apparently it does because what have I done? <laughs> I, I was not and okay, okay. <laughs> oh no. Admit. Let's take out the tally. Admittedly, take probably out the tally though. Probably it's not, not that great of a, of a husband or a spouse at the beginning of the marriage. It's well documented that I've, I've fessed up to that. Like, yes, I understand. 
very very selfish thinking at the beginning of the marriage very and it, it again it's yeah it's difficult to go from two individuals to one one unit yeah um so i understand why you would think that um it just it kind of stings just to hear it and it's like oh damn okay mm. where you, you just want not you but someone would want to do over and be like oh yeah you know it is hard to just come out and say, well, I mean, I would want a divorce or let's, I think we're having problems. Like that, that's just so grating. Yeah. That even if your spouse wasn't manipulative or even if your spouse wasn't physically abusive, that it would still be a very difficult conversation because you're going to be made out to be the bad guy, even though you're just following through on how you feel. Yeah. And it's perception is reality. Right then if the outside world feels like your marriage is great and your other spouse feels like the marriage is great, but you feel like the marriage is not great, then the marriage is not great. Right. So I guess in saying all that, I, I mean, it stings a little bit, but I'm not upset that you felt that because you're ultimately, to your point, you're still in the relationship. So you still see value in it enough to, to, have, to be in it and not, have ended it in conclusion (laughs) spousal death daydream i have definitely had that before do you wish that upon me like a like a curse i don't know if i i didn't wish it upon you some of the best wizards do not have to verbalize the spell oh they just think it they (laughs) think it and it happens wow Throwing Harry Potter foolishness at me. Okay. They really kind of smooth over that in the movies, but mm-hmm. that's how it was in the books. It is very much how it was in the books. You're right. And, and I kept throwing counter curses. I'm tired. <laughs> um, I feel like the takeaway is it's normal. and Yeah, you're right. The takeaway is that it's normal and you kind of just have to decide if you're willing to work on yourself to be the best partner you can or leave. Like you just have to make that decision. And for me, the decision was to stick around and it worked out. I think it's natural for people to assume or want to see what the end looks like. That curiosity is natural. Sure. Whether that's life itself, uh, what's at the end of the rainbow or relationships. So I, I don't think I don't think there's any stigma, at least on my end or my part, about it. It just being on the receiving end of it just kind of it stings and it makes me just question all the things that you did at the beginning of the marriage that made her feel that way. Have you done enough? You you being me, has Chris done enough to alleviate that? Oh yeah. No, but I'm I'm just saying. So as a self check. Oh okay. Are you Carrying your weight? Are you, you know, being emotionally uh, available and et cetera, et cetera? I'm just thinking about how, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, I guess to me, I just fall back now on the fact that the day, the daydreams have become daymares. And to me, that's like enough of the confirmation, you know? Because on the dark end of it, I guess you could say like, oh, Halise, you just became, I don't know, Stockholm-y, I guess, or whatever the, what's the term? It's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, Halise, you just, he just whittled you down, you know, <laughs> like whatever the thing is. That, 
I, I just love <laughs> all the terms that you use because I think Stockholm Syndrome is where you start to sympathize with your captor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. But so I've been holding you captive. It, just the, yeah, the way that I'm being personified, uh, it's, it's not very flattering. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I'm just keep, keep it going. Let's see. In the comments below, let us know, have you ever daydreamed about your... Can't even finish the sentence. Have you ever daydreamed about your spouse dying? Whether it was so you could move on or because you just felt overwhelmed, whatever the thing is, go ahead and let us know in the comments below. I'll make sure to monitor the comments because I feel like YouTube is going to think that there are words that everyone's saying. Right. But it's not that YouTube. We'll figure it out. But say what you need to say. I'll monitor the comments and let your stuff Or what come do you in. like? I mean, even if you're not in a relationship, uh, yeah. what do you think about it? And with that, stumble well, stumble on, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.